August 22nd on the calendar. Is that right, Matt? August 22nd? The day that we're recording this. Yes. So from today, it's five days until the first game. But it is the first week of the 2021 season. And we're going to talk about it on the Talking Bear Football podcast. Right here on WestBranch.Football. Jason Miller, along with the voice of the Bears, Stephen Grace, and Neo, the Matrix, whatever you want, the technical director, the guy that gets it all together, that's Matt Chenander. You can just call me Matt. Just call him Matt. Well, before we get into Lisbon, there was a little football last week. There was a scrimmage. The Bears got to... Scrimmage? A scrimmage. (laughs) Scrimmage. On Friday the 20th, got to see guys wearing a different jersey other than a red one. They got, to wear, they got to see a Tipton team wearing black or gold jerseys if they were protected and opportunity to run some plays against people that might not know your playbook as well. It's, it's a fun thing. And some of your takeaways, Matt, first to you. You were in the house filming things. What did, what did you enjoy about the scrimmage besides the obvious? Well, yeah, I mean, the obvious just, yeah, getting back to football, that was good. Um, you know, they started off with some of the seven-on-seven or eight-on-eight. Eight. It wasn't exactly seven players on each side, but if the the intent was kind of a seven-on-seven seven type of thing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then the full 11-on-11 11 came and pads started popping as much as, as, much as was allowed. Um, and so, yeah, that was really good. And I think it was... Um, just a good way for those players to get back into that. You know, they've, like you mentioned, Jason, they've done some of that in practice over the last few weeks here um, going against guys, but you get to go, you know, ones versus ones from another team. Um, And that's really nice to have in the preseason, especially at our smaller schools, you know, at a 4A, 5A now type of school, you know, you have typically enough players and enough that don't play two ways that you can get a full one versus ones just within your own team, but not down in one a or two a, uh, sometimes even three a. So, um, yeah, just nice for those players to get that action after doing, um, like I said, weeks of playing against your own players, but then also throughout the summer doing seven on seven stuff. So just real football action, um, as we head into this coming Friday and flipping it over to you, Steven, uh, Matt talked about with the numbers with the small schools, West Branch, junior and senior class combined 15 kids. So getting younger kids a little feel of what it's like under the lights, so to speak. They weren't quite on, but on a Friday night, getting a little getting a little adrenaline flow, playing against someone that doesn't say bears on their jersey, mm-hmm. just to get that feel before Lisbon this Friday. Yeah, it's good. Just work some of those jitters out and see what you can do, you know. You're like you say, you're playing against your teammates in practice and guys, even though they're trying to be honest, you know what plays coming, especially if somebody messes up, you run it two or three times in a row. So, okay, they're cheating a little bit. And so it's hard to get a good look sometimes or understand what you need to do. Whereas you're going against somebody else in this case, Tipton and you know, they're coming at and they're trying to do their things defensively. And so it just gives you a better sense of how you need to play, how quick you need to play, how you need to react to different things when you get out there. So it's a great opportunity. And then, I mean, I wasn't over there, but I was able to watch the film that we had. And the thing that I love is Coach Hirschman is really putting Huddle to use this year, and he's making notes for guys. And it's really cool to see some of that where it's like, hey, wide receiver, you should be running this at 
three yards and then cut rather than five yards and then cut. Or you need to line up just a little bit different. Or, I mean, a lot of those different just little things that, you know, to most casual observers, you're like, oh, well, that play didn't work. Oh, well, you're seeing here, you know, receiver, if you lined up two steps further one direction, then your route would be easier to run and you'd be able to get open and score a touchdown rather than run into the defender and have an incomplete pass. So it's great just to get those different things, those looks, and be able to find ways to continue to teach, especially like you said, Jason, with a young team that we've got. You know, Stephen, you mentioned the offense. On the defensive side, they were fired up. Like they were, uh, you know, especially once they got to that 11-on-11 stuff, the Bears' defense was just firing on all cylinders, seriously. Like, in the backfield, blowing up plays. Um, there was a stretch there where Tipton, you know, didn't gain positive yardage for, you know, probably a handful of plays in a row. So um, hopefully uh, hopefully that continues into Friday because we're going to need it. I agree. And the good news is Friday there's a football game. Even better news, it's going to be official and it's going to count. Even better news, I don't think anybody has to wear, like anybody on the sidelines not going to have to wear a mask. For at least right now. Get in the game with the mobile app from Fidelity Bank and Trust. Do your banking during the game without missing a play. Learn more at bankfidelity.bank. Fidelity Bank and Trust, your hometown bank and proud supporter of the West Branch Bears. Member FDIC. Football Friday. Love putting those two things together. And when you say it's an official football game, it's even better. The Lisbon Lions are on the docket. Last year, Lisbon... Matt and Steven finished the season 5-2 and two in the regular season. They ended up being a state quarterfinalist in Class A football, which is a class just below West Branch, but we've seen these teams before. These two teams, rather, have seen one another before. They aren't. They are not that far apart in distance and really not that far apart in, in accomplishments over the last six or seven years. When you look at Lisbon, new head coach Phil Whitman taking over Steven, what are some things, first off, your first thought, Lisbon Lions are going to be a blank football team? Good. Very, very good. How about for you, Matt? Fill in that blank. I mean, Steven said it all with his two words, with his one word. I mean, what else is this? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, Lisbon, I mean, yeah, you, we, we always kind of talk about you know class A, class 1A, class 2A, and, and kind of on average, you kind of get that linear progression from A up to 2A, 3A, etc. Um, in terms of talent level and speed and physicality. Um, and, you know, West Branch is at, I think, the bottom, like if not exactly the bottom, pretty close to the bottom of 1A. I think there's one school behind us in class. Like if we had three fewer kids, we'd be class A. Right, exactly. And so, like, you know, all that to say, this A versus 1A distinction, I, it, I don't care. Um, West Branch has shown enough over the la- ever since I can remember that we play a 2A. I don't think we've played very many 3A schools, but yeah, 2A schools, and we beat them and beat them handily. Um, or we play single-A schools like Lisbon, and it's a really good game. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, you, you can talk a, lo- a lot about this A, 1A, 2A kind of stuff, but... Honestly, it doesn't matter, and especially with Lisbon, but, you know, not only that, but this is the first game of the season. Uh, I think you can throw everything out the window in terms of strength and physicality and speed and, um, you know, 
the size of the rosters and all that kind of stuff. It's the first game. Both schools are fired up. They're ready to go. Um, and Lisbon, you know, arguably one of the best teams in Class A. Uh, it's gonna, it's really going to be a good game. Well, I think a lot of what you're talking about there, Matt, I mean, you see the big difference when you get to the bigger schools just because there's some more depth. I mean, you're going to have great athletes at the high school level everywhere. And I think what you see with the teams like a Lisbon or a West Branch is they find a way to get those athletes onto the field and put them in a good position. And, you know, Lion, the Lisbon Lions can sit there and say, hey, you know what? We may only have 25, 30 kids out on the varsity, whatever it is but we're going to get our best 11 on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, you may have to worry about conditioning a little bit, but that's where sometimes you see these smaller schools really take pride that, you know what, we're, we have to be tough, we have to buckle down and go both ways and play our tails off for the entire 48 minutes. We don't get to take plays off. And sometimes that adds to how you're able to succeed because you're out there, you're in a rhythm, and you're just you're playing. You're not thinking about it. You're not over on the sideline analyzing. You're just out there reacting. And so I think that's probably what we're going to see a lot this week and probably from both of these teams all year is, you know what, we're just going to go out and we're going to be blue-collar, tough-nosed, and just let's see how we can line up and play some ball, and we want to come out on top after 48 minutes. Well, Stephen, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're a tough football. That is Lisbon. When they You said they're going to just line up. That's exactly what they're going to do. 11 guys are going to come. They're going to come at you. They're going to, on offense. We're going to start right there. Six guys will, six or seven guys they'll have this year back that that had over 20 carries of the football last year. Lisbon's not going to, they're, they're, they're not going to hide from you. They are a running football team. For instance, last year, 58 passes in nine games, or was it 10 games? So you're average. Well, you're not throwing the football around much. They are not going to hide it. 3,100 rushing yards. Part of, the, I think, that low passing number two was that I think Gavin Wallum, uh, who's a senior this year, I, I must have gotten hurt or something like that because halfway through the season he stopped accumulating stats. So um, I think that potentially could have played into it too. But then when you look at their stats, Matt, to, to kind of kind of tie both of them through, you go with your strength. Lisbon has never been a team. When you've watched them play against West Branch in the years past, they're not going to come out and throw 15, 20 passes in a football game. They are, that's just not them. They are a hard-nosed, small Eastern Iowa community that when you think of Lisbon, Stephen, what do you think of? Wrestling. Wrestling. They have a very strong wrestling tradition. And in wrestling, there's leverage, there's strength, there's guts, guts and more guts. And when you think of guts, you think of three yards in a cloud of dust, physicality. And I think that's what Lisbon's going to bring to the table. But I guess we get to see that. Some of their key guys back, guys, and you guys want to uh, go ahead and mention any of those. Some of the players that you might want to keep your eye on or you're going to hear their name on Friday night from Lisbon. Well, I think the first one would be number 16, Jamie and Moore. Um, running back, 800 yards, 10 touchdowns, um, did some things receiving-wise as well. You know, just a couple receptions, but also I think you're going to see him on that defensive side of the ball flying around doing things, and you know he's one that you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on. But like you said, when you look at that distribution, I mean, you talked about you know 20 carries for six guys that are coming back. You know, you had 
118 for 800 yards, 85 for 610, uh, jumping down for guys that are returning, 48 for 296, 24 for 217, 34 for 168. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's kind of similar to, you know, the old Tipton offense. I mean, it's not the spinner back single wing type, but it's just one of those that, hey, we've got three, four, five different options and we're not going to let you settle in and say, oh, wherever the fullback goes, that's where we're going. We may misdirection things. We're going to counter back with a wing. We're going to do a variety of things. And so, you know, they've got multiple different players, which is a broadcaster's <laughs> worst nightmare because then you got to memorize six different names of guys that touch the ball all the time. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be a good challenge for our defense to start things off. And if they throw the football or win, they throw the football because they're going to at some point. There's a name that we're not that you're not going to see much of because statistically he doesn't flash. But the guy's name is Cole Becker. Anybody any significance of why I would bring that kid's name up as an outside threat? What usually happens when they, you say a guy on the outside is a threat, he usually has a lot of speed. Speed. Cole Becker, ring a bell, anybody? If they follow your track, your track and field results from this spring. I wasn't watching that close, but I'm guessing he probably did very well in Des Moines. He did. How about state champion high hurdler? Yep, Coach Kevin Braddock and the special teams coach and special teams coach and running back extraordinaire in West Branch lore the other night uh, said to me, he's like, yeah, you had to watch out for this guy because in the special teams game, he's going to make his mark. And if they go deep, <laughs> if it's straight line speed, there's not many guys that are going to be able to keep up with that kid. But it's going to be a fun game. There's going to be a lot of running. I think you're going to see a lot. There's not going to be much flash because in the first game, you're A, not going to give away the Queen's, the Queen's ransom of the playbook, and B, you want to get your feet settled in. You want to, you want to dig into the ground and see if, if you're sticking and pushing forward. And I think, like I, one of you mentioned the conditioning, I think that's going to play a factor because this week you look at the weather leading up to this game. It's going to be an interesting weather week. That wonderful hot weather that you get in August just happens to be falling on the first week of the Iowa high school football season. Yeah, I would say I know the guys like to listen to this every now and again. I know the coaches are saying this. I'm going to tell you to drink your water all week long. Don't think you just wait till Friday night. Be drinking water every night this week. Have yourself all overly hydrated. Yeah, at school all day long. Yeah, just be drinking that like crazy because you don't want to be coming out of the game Friday night because you're cramping because you didn't drink enough water. Been there, done that in the scenario of this scenario with many kids through the years. It'll happen. It, it's just normal. One or two guys are going to have a cramp. But if you, like Steven said, stay ahead of the game. Put the cart, put the cart really ahead of the horse, or is the horse ahead of the cart in this scenario? But it's going to be a fun game. Lisbon always packs a punch on the field. Always, obviously, packs a punch on the wrestling mat, which is going to translate to some toughness. And West Branch has a lot of new kids and new places, new faces and new places. I think it's going to be fun to watch a football game just in general. So you realize, Matt, that based on everything that Jason has said and some of the stuff I just talked about, first 17 plays that Lisbon runs is going to be four wide and just chuck it down the field. Oh, yeah, that's totally what I'm <laughs> expecting. Yeah. Yeah. That has got to be it. Closing the book on Lisbon really quick, though, we should mention, Fresh Soft football team actually is the first team to see the field this year for West Branch. Thursday night, the 26th at 6 p.m. in Lisbon. West Branch Fresoff takes on the Lisbon Lions to start things off, raising the curtain on the 2021 football season. The Bears varsity 
the next night, the 27th, as we've mentioned before. 7 o'clock kickoff, they're about. Be there, be square if you can't, be there. We'll tell you ways later on that you can listen to the Bears and follow the Bears all the way for every snap through the season. Well, it looks as though Matt has got us down next for our picks to click. So it's going to be fun this year to decide on the one-timers. Yeah, we have to decide those first. I gave four choices. I think Andy Henson's obviously in the book. Carver Belk, quarterback, is going to be in the book because he touches the ball on every single play. I think Brother Kinnick might be in the book as well. Might might be a I don't know a stamper or not. I'm just looking at my options down the road. I mean, I want to pick Kinnick more than once. Okay. How about Peyton Miller? I think Peyton would be a good one-timer, too. I mean, I would love to pick him multiple times, too, but I think he's one that could potentially have some good games. And he'll be, I well, Peyton's going to be a threat. He's going to be a player on defense. Peyton's also, you know, because he's going to more than likely be matched up against the better receivers of each team. He's also going to be have his hand on pretty much um, on a lot of special teams plays. So... He's going to be a, a contributor in many ways. So let's go. We're going with Andy Henson, Carver Belk, and Peyton Miller. Is that it? Yep. Done. Rubber stamped right now. Done. All right. So it looks like Steven, the voice of the Bears, gets to lead things off. Ooh, I get to lead things off. Okay, here's my pick. You guys are going to love this. Do not say the Bears. I'm not saying the Bears. He's a wrestler. Close, though. Going with my old number, 77, Drake Berry. It's going to be one of those down-and-dirty, old-fashioned Eastern Iowa Hawkeye Conference, three, cl- cl- three yards in a cloud of dust. And I think Drake Berry's a guy that's going to stick his nose in there and do some good things on both sides of the football to uh, help Steve, kick this season Steven off. Steven and I have our mind in the same area <laughs> as far as the football goes here. I don't know how to word that a little bit better. How about this? Steven... Great minds think alike, because I had a name in mind, but in of similar capacity, as it's going to change the game or play a part, big part in the game. Don't, don't steal mine. I am going to go with Matt's favorite player, yours and mine, number fifty-six in your playbook. He's a sophomore playing in his first varsity game, Logan Wright. Nice. And I chose him for many reasons. One of which, his favorite sport besides football. Might just be wrestling. wrestling. And he's playing against a very good wrestling f- football community. The wrestling Lisbon Lions are always good. So I'm going to put a wrestler in there to do the dirty work up front. Logan Wright is my pick to click. So, Matt, I guess you're going to have to change your mind. No, I the, you you didn't take my guy, but you had a good one, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, similar to what you both said, I'm going to go you know, from the defensive perspective, a level back. Cole Bailey. There you go. For the linebacker position, also on that offensive line. I like his strength. I like his quickness, his agility, um, and his his football smarts, too. Um, I think he's going to be real important uh, a player this season to contribute to the Bears' hopeful success. Now, that's not to say, Coach Hirschman, that we have oh, no. any doubts of your offense this year. That's just that we like to give the big uglies up front some love to begin the year defense wins championships so one timers have been settled our picks to click have been settled whether you're in a hurry headed to the game squeezing in lunch between meetings or if you just want to avoid the crowd try main street suites new online ordering log on to mainstreetsuiteswb.com and click on online ordering to begin your order 
You can customize your sandwiches or ice cream just the way you want, pay online, and then call when you arrive to have it brought to your car. Online ordering from Main Street Suites, proud supporter of the West Branch Bears. Matt has it on our tail of the tape here, our, our table of contents per se. It looks as though this area might be sponsored by Riverside Casino, Elite Sportsbook. Because Matt has a predictions section here. And this isn't gambling. This is just fun. It's just fun to talk about. This is no, there's no, there are no individual choices here, which is even better. I mean, that, I mean, that's not to say that we won't, you know, we haven't already sent each other some Venmo or something, you know, under the table, but now, you know, I'm I, kidding. I'm backing out <laughs> of that one. I'm yeah, kidding. So I'm I say, I don't have yeah. Venmo. Got, so, so. got that cash ARP thing, <laughs> cash app thing. So yeah, we I've got six different uh, over under here, uh, over under predictions here for us to go through and give our thoughts on. A little bit of fun pre like season prediction type of thing. Um, nothing that you know gives away the king's ransom in terms of how we think the season will go or anything like that. There's kind of some very specific uh, things from the stat sheet. Um, all of them which will play out. Uh, at the end of the regular season. So at the end of the regular season, we'll be able to check back uh, and see how we did here. Okay. So, um, yeah, and keep in mind, this is just for the regular season. So everything that we're so going to talk about. just the eight games in the regular yeah. season. Okay, well, that, that was going to be my first question. And secondly, the there was one that wasn't listed is, will the, will the guys say Queens and Kings Ransom in the first podcast? And that's a check. <laughs> Moving on from that one. We both, we've got it covered. All right. So our first prediction here, we're going uh, over under of 223.5 points scored during the regular season. Now, for con- so eight-game regular season. So for context, last season during our seven-game regular season, uh, the team scored 194 points. And that averaged out to about 28 points per game. So 28 points per game divided by eight is like 224. So I knocked it down, or 223, I can't remember. Yeah, 228, yeah, 28 times 8, excuse me. Uh, so we landed on two, 223.5 points scored uh, total in the regular season. Jason, over or under? And feel free to give a little color. So over or under? My answer is yes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You said over or under, and I'm saying yes. I'm going to say, man. The Bears. The Big Bears. (laughs) I'm going over just because I'm hoping the Bears – you said, oh, this is just regular season, right? Yeah, just eight games. I'm still going to go over. I'm going to go over. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, Man, I think that we've got – gosh, I don't know. Bears That's what I'm going with. No. Uh, Just for fun. I know, just for fun, I'm going to say under. I'm going to go with the over. I just think we're going to have some fun this year. We got some young guys, but I think um, we're going to find some ways to get some points up onto that scoreboard. All right, our next one over under one hundred twenty-seven and a half points allowed for the whole for the regular season total. Uh, for context, uh, last season the Bears uh, on average gave up about sixteen points per game, so one hundred thirteen total points allowed in twenty twenty. So sixteen times eight gives us one hundred twenty-eight. I think so. Just just under that for our 127 and a half points allowed. You know what? I I think just kind of some of, some of the similar things that were mentioned for the offense. I know we've got a lot of 
uh, underclassmen that got a lot of really good experience last year. Um, you know, we obviously lost a lot of seniors from last year that made a real contribution on that defense. But I think just with a lot of the underclassmen experience that we have coming into this season and just the way, you know, it might be recency bias, but just the way that they looked fired up on Friday night uh, at that scrimmage, I'm going to go under 127 points and a half allowed. Ah, uh, this is a really tough one because I really like Coach Bailey and his defense. I really like our guys on that defense. I really don't like our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some yeah. tough opponents that can put some points up even against a really good defense. So, and this number is I mean 16 points per game. I, yeah, it's already uh, really good. That is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to say it's just barely over. I mean, I don't think we're going to give up much more than 16 per game, but if you're saying I have to pick one way or the other, I'm going over. Just barely. Jason? I'm going to to take the over on the 1918 rule. Bears win 1918, all these tough games. You go up because 18 times 8, do the math, help me out on this, Matt. 18 times 8 is like... 144. 144. Yeah, so that's over. Okay. Our next category, over under Andy Henson has 935.5 rushing yards. So for context, during the 2020 regular season, he averaged about 117 per game uh, for a total of 817 rushing yards in the regular season. So Stephen Grace, over under 935.5 rushing yards for Andy Henson. Taking the over on this one. I'm feeling good about our offensive line. I'm feeling good about Andy Henson in the backfield. I'm taking the over. Jason? Over. I don't even need to give an answer. It's just a reason why. I'm just going over. (laughs) I'm also taking the over. I think um, there was a bit of a slow start to the season last year for Andy, but once he got it going, he was really going. Uh, For the first three or four games, he had in the 60s, I think, 60 yards in that uh, area, very consistent. And then boom, just got it going at that Wilton game, uh, 160 something yards. Um, and I don't think he had less than a hundred for the rest of the rest of the, uh, schedule or the regular season that year. So yeah, I think he gets it going this year. And then with, um, the bears having, uh, a new, a new, uh, quarterback under center, I think it's gonna really rely on Andy, um, and his power, uh, to to get involved in the running game, but also involved in the passing game too. I know we're not talking about that here, uh, but yeah, I, I think the over. Well, and and to add on to what you just said there, Carver Belk is going to be a run. A, he is a going to be a good running quarterback as well. So you can't, you won't be able to just key on Andy when and then when he when he gets stopped, Carver will break one. You're gonna. I think you're gonna see that on numerous occasions where Carver will break a longer run. So then they ease off. Oh, and that opens Andy up. Think, think, yeah, man. You, you, with that Wilton game from last year, you hit the nail on the head. And I really think he came of age in the second half of that Durant game was a big was a big one for me to see, and he'll carry it over to this year. So speaking of Carver and Andy, uh, we're gonna do over under one and a half non-quarterback pass attempts. So for context. In the 2020 regular season, there were two non-quarterback pass attempts, one from Carver, one from Andy. Uh, I think Carver had another one in the playoffs, but we're talking about regular season here. Um, So 
we're going to put that over under at one and a half. So basically, like, we're thinking about, like, trick plays, reverse passes, that type of stuff. Jason, over under one and a half non-quarterback pass attempts. Now, I've been at a few practices. I've been at this. I was at the scrimmage. And yet, I still wouldn't have a definitive answer for this, having watched numerous, having been and watched numerous team offense sets and things. But I, it's just such a tease for to not say yes and take the over. So I'm going to take the over. And I should have clarified here, uh, and you can change your answer if you want, Jason, if it matters. But by non-quarterback, I mean the a the player who is slotted in at the quarterback position. So it might be, you know, Trent Shooty that comes in and, and throws a pass, and he's technically a quarterback. So, okay, clarify this. What if we line up in a wildcat? And Anzi throws a pass from the Wildcat. Is that classified as a non-quarterback pass attempt? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm saying like on the depth chart, they are the quarterback. And even if you know, knock on wood, you know, say Carver gets hurt and somebody else comes in and plays quarterback, that person is now the quarterback. So they would not count either. So all that being considered. I'm still saying over. I know. I just I didn't think it would make a difference, but just wanted to have it on the record here. And I can't remember the last time we did a Wildcat set. Was it Bo Bauer and 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 Kay Jones? We did it with Luke Lenock a couple of times. Luke Lenock a couple of times. That's true. I, I remember up at Jessup, he did that a few times. Yeah. I'm going to say the over too. I think just there's it'd be fun, but at the same time, I don't know. There's just this team has a lot of good, just good athletes that can make plays. So I don't want to uh, say that only the the quarterback will throw the ball. Stephen Grace? I'm taking the over. I don't know, just a gut feeling. It might only be two, like last year, but I'm taking the over. All right, well, if we get towards the end of the season, we've only, if we've had zero run, I think we need to start talking to Hirsch a little bit. Because, <laughs> you know, he always listens to us and our play oh, calls. I know, yeah, options. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. specifically, yeah, at the end of the season, if the Bears are – this is hypothetical for anyone listening. If the Bears happen to be 7-0 and – and they haven't thrown any extra non-quarterback path attempts. I'm sure that's exactly what John Hirschman, will, Coach John Hirschman, will do. Well, we haven't lost yet, so let's try something <laughs> new. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, those Except podcast the, guys, they know what yeah, they're those, saying. Those guys on the internet, you know exactly what they're talking about. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saw it on Facebook. <clears throat> All right, we digress. Over, we digress. Yeah. Over under nine and a half interceptions. And by interceptions, I mean the West Branch defense gets an interception. Uh, For context, uh, they had 10 in the 2020 regular season and then added three more in that playoff game against Meepo. Uh, But yeah, 10 in the regular season. You did not adjust uh, for inflation. I didn't do my math here. I didn't adjust for our – I didn't adjust for the – yeah, let's see. That's 1.428 a game. And then we're times by eight. Uh, so we'll just say, we'll say ten and a half. Uh, so yeah, ten and a half over under interceptions by they the West Branch defense. They just changed the whole thing. I know. Uh, I like this defense, but that's a lot of interceptions. I'm going under. Stephen Grace. I'm going to say the under, not because I don't like our defense, but because a lot of the teams that we play are really run heavy. Uh-huh. And so 
I don't know if there's going to be as many passing attempts against us. Now, hopefully, we look at our first one and we're putting up 35 points per game, so we've got the over there, and the other teams are playing catch-up. But just my gut feeling is I don't think there's going to be as many opportunities just on the whole that we'll be able to get past that 10.5 mark. Jason? Steven, when I looked at all these categories, whatever you want to call them, these fun fun categories that Matt had put out for us to to decipher the lines, yes. I thought immediately what you just said. There are a lot of teams that we face are are preannually, you know, annually, sorry, they they are normally a running football team. Traditionally. Traditionally. That's the word I'm looking for. Traditional running football teams. So that being said, I'm going to take the over. So, <laughs> somebody had to do it. Thank you. Thanks for mixing yeah. it up. Yeah, it makes, That's why makes total sense. Somebody, somebody's got to do it. I mean, we had two categories in a row where all three of us agreed. So it's nice to have one oddball. Okay, our last category here, over under one and a half special teams touchdowns. For context, there were zero in the 2020 regular season. <laughs> Which leads me to believe here. I, Matt doesn't want to do a 0.5. I get it because that's just not a line you usually see. So you had to go to 1.5. I originally had that, but I'm like, uh, that the house isn't going to make out very well on that one. But it will, Matt. If you really want to think about it like this, this is really bad dad joke here. Oh, the house is going to make out well when you take it there over one and a half times this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's horrible bad dad joke. Wow. Well, I'm going with it. That's actually, I mean, wow. I'll give you a little credit on that one. Yeah, so it's pretty clever. So Stephen Grace, over under one and a half special teams touchdowns. And so kick return, uh, punt return. Um, blocked punt return. I guess you could say, yeah, blocked punt return. Do we want to count like a, a fake field goal or a fake punt? I mean, that's special teams. Yeah, I would, I would say a fake of some sort we could include in there. I'm going to take the over. I think, uh, like we've said many times, we've got some good athletes. And we've also talked about it over the years that special teams is an area where maybe some of your non-starters see the field a little bit more. And I think we've got some guys that could potentially crack the starting lineup that won't be, but they're still going to be hungry when they get out there. So I think they're going to be able to keep that focus and intensity and they're going to find a way to make something happen and get us at least two special teams touchdowns this year. And it's not even far-fetched that it could happen in the same game as we're only two years removed from having that happen against West Branch in Williamsburg and only three years removed from someone from West Branch actually turning that trick against North Cedar. I believe it was Brett Sheely had a punt return and a kick return for a touchdown. So at the turn of a hat, it can just go right away. I think it's over one and a half. I think Coach Braddock's got a lot of good things set, and the kids are really believing in it early in the season and practices for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to take the over too. I echo everything that you all just said, but also zero is, I feel like that's hard to do or is rare. I don't want to say rare, but pretty it's rare. Cool. It seems like a low chance that zero happens. Um, and similarly, I'd say pretty low chance too that just one happens. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the over. Um, it might not be more than two, 
but uh, that's that's more than one and a half, so I'll take the over. Because there are things that can happen that you can't plan for. Specifically, Stephen, name me one that in what I think what Brady Lukowski was involved in one a couple years ago, on on a botched snap, on a field goal attempt, correct? Where he caught one, he was like backing into the end zone and he caught it, going backwards and falling over. You can't plan for things like that. So that's why this category is going to be fun. I was thinking back to when I was playing and we had run one back. I was right there behind the kick returner as we went into the end zone and we had somebody else that had tripped and fallen and fell into the backside of a defender. So we got called for a clipping and it got called back. He wasn't pushing him, nothing. He just tripped and fell into the guy and hit him in the back of the legs and we got called for clipping. That is where that category could go sideways. Yeah. The un again, the unpredictable is where special teams are make or break. Make or break. So that was fun, Matt. Well done. Yeah, thanks for thanks for entertaining that and we'll uh we'll check back in at the end of the regular season to see how we go. But if we knock out any of these during the regular season we'll we'll call them out. Hopefully, um I well, some of them we might. Who knows? Maybe against Lisbon Friday, we'll have two non-quarterback pass attempts, and boom, just knock that one right out of there. So, Matt, I'm wondering, um, is this something that maybe we could include the fans on a little bit? Because I know we have a lot of people that listen, and we have some great social media out there. Is there a way that fans could maybe message us and give their picks just to get in on the fun and let us know their thoughts on it? (laughs) It's funny you should say that, because there there is a plethora of ways that you listeners and fans can connect with us uh, on Twitter. Uh, we are at WB Bears Football. Go ahead and follow us there uh, to just keep up to date with everything that goes on uh, throughout the season. And, yeah, tweet at us. Either send us a DM, slide right on in, into our DMs. On or mess, or uh, just send us a tweet uh, if you want to get in on this over-under game. Uh, obviously, no money being paid out. We were just no, kidding not at, all. at the at the start of the show there. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think on all of these over under categories. Uh, follow us on Instagram again at WB Bears Football. Uh, a lot of video and photos that we post there throughout the season. Um, like us on Facebook. Just search for West Branch Football and you'll find us there. And um, yeah, kind of same stuff. Uh, links and shares and all sorts of stuff posted there throughout the season. And then listening right now. If if you're listening to the show right now and you're not subscribed. Um, to us in your podcast player of choice go ahead and subscribe it's totally free you're just like following the show so anytime that a new episode gets released um uh it's just immediately available on your device and pro tip uh the episodes get released to the podcast players in our podcast feed before they're on westbranch.football so little little uh tip there for you uh i i would know yeah and uh of course Everything going on with West Branch football is on westbranch.football, uh, formerly westbranchfootball.com. You can still get there with westbranchfootball.com. It just redirects, but yeah, westbranch.football. Football this week, guys. I started the program with it. We're going to sort of end the program with it because we know how we always end, but football is going to be played. First thoughts of just a football season beginning, Stephen Grace. Finally. Yeah, I say finally too, but my goodness, has the summer flown by? It has, yeah. I mean, we say that every summer. It's a real cliche statement to make. But holy moly, has it flown by. 
and I can't believe that we're already here just a few days away. Tuesday will be a practice doing our normal pregame interviews and stuff, and then Thursday the Fresh Soft Squad plays, and Friday we'll be right there in Lisbon. And make sure if you can't make it to the game Friday, tune in to westbranch.football or the Mixler app, is it, Matt? Yeah, M-I-X-L-R. Just search for West Branch Football, um, and you'll be able to follow us on there. That's where all of our BearCast broadcasts are. Um, and you'll get alerted every time we go live, and you can listen on your smartphone uh, right there. Uh, real easy to do. But, yeah, otherwise, westbranch.football slash BearCast will take you to it, too. And it's the BearCast. It's a, We got Stephen Grace on the mic as the play-by-play Stephen Grace. Color from Mike Quinlan. And the coach, Jared Tiley, joins us on the sideline for all the fun. The BearCast. It's going to be a fun year. Looking forward to talking football. Thinking we're going to have to, instead of sideline Jerry that we used to always have, I'm thinking, I mean, is it going to be just like SLJT? Or, I mean, how much do we abbreviate for Jared? Go, go with the coach. Just the coach. Just go with the coach. Now, the other thing we need to make sure we talk to him about, he needs to remember he's not really a coach, so he can't go out on the field and yell at the refs if he doesn't <laughs> like a call. Now, if, is Stephen... As I know you were enjoying a wonderful vacation, you weren't there for media day, but I'm sure you've got all caught up on westbranch.football. Of course, Matt's got everything uploaded. And if you haven't, go to the Westbranch, go to westbranch.football. If you're on the YouTube, follow West Branch Football on there. And you can catch all the videos and all the interviews from media day last Saturday. But Jared said, he goes, I'm just excited. It's going to be fun to watch from the sidelines and not have to worry about thinking about the next play. It's going to be a different feeling just to be to actually see a game develop for once rather than thinking about the next play then I can I can watch and see what happened and he can get he can see the insight from coach Hirschman and just to see how everybody's reacting and he's excited to get that old feeling again speaking of old feelings it's been fun to get that back with you here with Matt and Steven and myself on the Talking Bear Football podcast right here on westbranch.football and until next week take, take care, care everyone, everyone.